Welcome to Stand Out from the Crowd, the podcast dedicated to helping professionals and leaders amplify their voice, impact and influence. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, hello, beautiful people. Good morning, good afternoon. Bonjour, salam alaikum, wherever you are in the world. I hope you are having a wonderful day. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Doreen and I'm the host of the Stand Up From The Crowd podcast, the leadership podcast dedicated to helping you amplify your voice impact and influence and so on this podcast i have the privilege to interview every every wednesday live on linkedin leaders from all over the world leaders in the industry who share their story the good the bad and the ugly because we know as leaders like it's a roller coaster. It's a real journey, but we are here and we are passionate about making an impact. And today's guest is not is not different. Today's guest has a special story. And when I heard about her story, I was like, no, I really want you to share it with us. Because this is a reality that a lot of you may face. And we know, or at least you know someone who has been suffering in silence. So let me give you further information uh, about our standout guest before I bring her on. So today's guest is Marianne Balogan. She is a seasoned marketing communication specialist with over 10 years of experience supporting international clients and industry in strategic and communication matters. She is the author of the book, The Different Faces of Narcissism, Narcissism how to recognize, neutralize, and protect yourself from toxic people, these guys as friends. Yes, yes, you know, because it can happen in a professional setup, it can, it can happen in a personal setup. These things happen, right? So in writing this book, Marianne hopes to help readers learn from her experience. She believes that you recognize narcissistic threats early and you can avoid failing into the trap so when you know what are the red flags in front of you when you know how to recognize the red flags then you can avoid getting entangled by them mm -hmm. right so are you ready to get started and let us know let us know where you are tuning from we know that we have a beautiful international community so use the comment share your experience you know and ask your question. This, if you have been suffering or if you have been, you know, seeing someone suffering, then this is an opportunity to get questions so you can get or you can provide support. So without further ado, let me help me welcome Marianne. Hello. Hi, Darin. How are you doing? How are you this beautiful summer afternoon? 
Yes, we're doing well. And I must tell you, Marianne and I, we are based in Toronto, Canada, and today is a beautiful day. We are lucky to have a beautiful summer. It's it's rare enough for us to mention it today because, listen, <laughs> we have learned to, uh, to enjoy and appreciate the beautiful weather in Canada. Yes, so, we have. Marianne. Wow. So we were chatting before going live and I was asking you questions about your experience. And you told me something I didn't know. You came to Canada not so long ago. Yes, I um, came here in 2019. I came to study in 2019. I came to benefit one of the advantages of this beautiful country that we call Canada. Yes. And so the thing is, when you told me the date you came in, you came to Canada, the first thing that came to my mind is, oh God. So as soon as she, she came, not so long after COVID happened. So yeah. how was your experience like, you know, being in a new country and find, finally, you know, being like caught up in the COVID uh, pandemic? How was it? How was your experience? So um, I just came in, I just landed. I basically don't have any family here. I was lucky enough to make some friends in the college that I came to study at. And, um, uh, you know, while I was just trying to settle in, uh, the COVID pandemic hit and the, um, the first wave and um, the government um, had said that, you know, um, the lockdown had to happen. So it was quite unfortunate for me, you know, that just coming in, I hadn't been able to explore um, this beautiful country, you know, before uh, the pandemic started. And as we all know, the pandemic went on for two years. So it was uh, not a very good time. It was not a very good experience, I would say, for me. But I'm glad that we all came through it in good health. That's the most important. Yeah. Um, of course, one of the experiences that happened to me while the COVID was happening is uh, what we're here to talk about today. <laughs> yes, and exactly. We are going to talk about the different faces of narcissism. So why this topic? What happened to you to make you want to write about it? Hmm. So I wouldn't say that um, I haven't, I haven't um, encountered... Um, a narcissistic experience before. Uh, you know, it happens, it's very commonplace these days. It happens everywhere. It happens in the workplace. It happens, uh, you know, within your personal relationship. It happens in marriages. So it's commonplace. But this one, I would say this one really impacted my life in that it was happening for a whole year. Um, it took a while to even realize what was happening it took a while to realize that i was being manipulated and i was being used to manipulate other people it was very life-shattering there are a lot of people that it's you know it made them change uh it, it impacted their lives i would just say in in very serious ways you know made them make serious changes you know so i just thought you know what and when i was able to now take myself away from the whole situation and I was able to sit there and reflect and connect the dots. I was like, I mean, I, people need to, other people, I felt the need to share it with other people. Um, I'm a kind of person that I'm driven to help. I'm driven to help people. I'm driven to help people achieve 
whatever it is. It might be in career or the personal life, you know. So I just I I felt the need to put it in a book, and okay. it was it was happening for a whole year. So it was a lot of content already, and then yeah. I just felt the need to share it so that whoever um, is lucky enough to not go into such an experience, if they they're lucky enough to read it, they can be able to protect themselves because like I said, while everything was happening, I had no idea what was, it was happening. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So this could be happening to other people. The so, thing with, yeah. So, so let's take a look at uh, what a narcissist, narcissist is, because in order to understand that you are in a toxic environment or that you are being manipulated by a narcissist, you need to be able to recognize it. So what would you qualify or what are the traits, the common traits uh, that qualify a narcissist? Okay. Uh, before I go into some of the characteristics to identify a narcissist, I'll give you a brief um, definition. You know, mm -hmm. So a narcissist typically has an inflated sense of their own importance. Um, they have a deep need for excessive attention and admiration. And generally, they lack empathy for others. So that's already, those three things are already traits to look out for. So when you see someone that, you know, is not very considerate, it's not, you know, not very considerate to other people's needs, you might want to take a step back and be like, hmm, might this person be a narcissist? You know, so... Um, and, and then, of course, um, narcissists are diagnosed with uh, a narcissistic personality disorder. That's one of the, the, uh, the, the clinical uh, condition, you know. Um, so do, they know, do they know that they are narcissists then? Uh, well, I'm not a psychotherapist or a psychologist, so I wouldn't know. But I, what I would say in regards to that, in, in like everything, I would say we... I'd, we all even have narcissistic tendencies, you know, because in a sense where where you decide sometimes that you want to be selfish, you know, that I think that that's a little bit of a narcissistic tendency in itself. But the difference between you, the difference is the types of narcissists. So this person is going out to inflict harm on you to feel better. That's where that those are the kind of people that we are trying to protect ourselves against. Okay. So, yeah, so, so, so yeah, so can you now dive a little bit more into the traits? So you gave us a definition, the red flags, you know, to at least, you know, uh question ourselves on the nature of the relationship and you know, maybe the nature, the, the outcome that could that could uh, come out of this relationship, and again being at work or being in, in a personal uh, uh, setup. So now, what are some of, of the traits like that they are like a no-no? Okay, so some of the characteristics to identify a narcissist or a person that has narcissist uh, personality disorder is, of course, I just mentioned, they have a very high sense of entitlement and they mm -hmm. require constant and excessive admiration. There are people that require, uh, 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 that have sense of entitlement. I mean, I, I would say some growing children, toddlers have sense of entitlement. So that's why I said there's, there's a narcissistic trait 
in every one of us. It's just how we manifest it, you know, and how it affects people. And those are the ones that we need to protect ourselves against. Um, they want to be recognized as superior every, every single time. They want to be recognized as superior and they don't even contribute to the action that they want to be recognized for. You know, okay. they, yeah, uh, they, they exaggerate their accomplishments and you find that most of them take credit for other people's achievement. Now, this happens in the workplace. You would see some of those bosses, you know, that exaggerate their own accomplishments, exaggerate what they bring to the table, and then they, they end up taking credit for, for, for your work. I've seen it happen so many times. I've, you know, in my profession, I've put together stuff, documents, blah, blah, blah. We get to the client's office, the client is presenting, uh, we're presented to the client, and then the client says, oh, um, I like that. And, you know, the boss says, oh, I put it together. Or instead of saying the team put it together, the boss takes credit for it. So it happens. But like I said earlier, it depends on how how is it affecting that person, you know, how is it affecting people? How is it affecting people positively or negatively? And, and you know, like for those of you watching the live or watching the replay, let us know in the comment if you have ever encountered like someone like this. And, you know, when you talk about the boss uh, taking a credit for your work or for the teamwork, I'm sure many of the people in our audience have at least once experienced uh, the same. So let us know in the comment because I I'm very curious to know uh, to see how many of you have have experienced have a similar experience. So you, you mentioned like you know that was not your first time uh, you know uh, uh, to encounter uh, a narcissist person or um, you know being in a toxic situation. But this one, the latest one, uh, stood out because it lasted for one year. So can you give us uh, uh, more details or examples of what happened to you? Um, so it's a lot, a lot happened. Um, and that's why it's been documented into a book. I think one of the first reasons why I thought, hmm, how do I share this experience? Because it's a lot. It has a lot of connecting factors. So how do I say, oh, this is what happened. That's what happened. So I'm going to have to, you know, uh, try and get people to read the book. It's just a two-hour read, um, and it's a, it's available on Amazon. And um, of course, we did um, have some copies at um, the launch that just concluded launch that we had at the Toronto City Hall um, on the 15th. Um, I mean, I I don't know. So when you ask me that, I'm like, where do I start? Do so you can, can you give you, can you give us an example, or maybe? the one that was the more um the more impact the one that the one that, that the more impacted you maybe or you know one of the few that you know made you really think about it the one that maybe you know made you realize oh okay you know now because of what happened now i can connect all the dots this is happening the or the 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 time that was like too many times like give us one or two examples okay so um i would say it was because there were too many dots that's why i was now able to now connect it 
But like you said, one of the ones that impacted me was I saw this individual um, not care who um, they throw under the bus. They don't take accountability for anything. And and while they are trying to you know make sure that they hurt whoever they hurt, they really don't care who they use. So I saw this individual use a member of her family, you know, to send me messages, use the person's phones to send me a message. And, you know, I was upset with that person, not knowing that it was somebody else that did it. And I remember saying, oh, oh my God, that really touched me. I'm like, this poor person is going through this because, I mean, it was months later that I now found out, you know, it's a, it's a very tricky, very sensitive situation. One of um, the other ones that I can remember clearly was um, this uh, this person coming to tell me something. And then, ex you know, when I say, oh, but you told me this, this person says, no, I didn't. They always deny what they tell you, especially when you don't even have evidence. And then when you have evidence, they're going to now turn it on you. So they basically make you think that you're crazy. Meanwhile, they're the ones that are, are crazy, you know? They, they, so when you then have like evidence to back it up that, okay, this is what you said, this is what you said, then they turn it on you that, oh, it's because you did that, 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 that's why I had to say that, you know, and there, there was just so many others. It was the gossiping, it was the being, being in front of me and saying, you know, something else, then going behind my back and gossiping about me and saying so many other things mm -hmm. and you know uh, and so the funny thing is um i i i they were actually red flags from the very first two three weeks that i met this person they were red flags but i didn't identify them as red flags which was why i thought you know i need to put this in the book so that people don't fall into the same mistakes that i fell into they were red flags you know, and but because I was more concerned, like like you said, I just came in and COVID hit, so I was more concentrated on trying to settle in, trying to settle into this place, and then I now met people within my own community. So in trying to do that, I wasn't realizing what was happening right in front of me. So those were one of the the, the, the the dots that I was able to connect. Like, you know what? This actually happened from the very first couple of weeks that I met this person. And, and, and usually that's often the case, you know, like when we take a step back, we realize like, damn, but since day one, you know, like we notice, we notice, we do notice things. But oftentimes we either choose to ignore them or we just don't acknowledge them because we don't know really what's happening so now that we know a little bit how to recognize uh, a, a narcissist how do we protect ourselves from them how do we set up boundaries so uh there are a number of them written in the book I'm, i i am going to run through some some here um i think the very first is to avoid um toxic people getting close to you and it's like i just explained it's very tricky so because in my own situation i was new in the country and i would say that one of my very top goals were to make friends so in that case how do you make how do you avoid toxic people when you're trying to make friends you yeah. know so oh. it's 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 very tricky 
But the trick is, you know, just look out for things that look out for um, things that don't match your your energy. Energy is contagious. So look out if if the person's energy doesn't match yours, then you know, just take a step back and pay a little bit more attention. You know, another is avoid people that badmouth others in front of you. And then you do realize that our instincts do tell us certain things. It's just that we avoid them. Our instincts will be like, mm. you know, when people act out of character in front of you. And so the other things about avoiding toxic people is that it's sometimes it can be funny because you realize that these same people are the ones that are going to mask themselves as this very lovable, very nice person, which was which was mm. what was in my own situation so i'm like how 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 do i now know that this person is doing all this when this person is showing that they are these amazing people to me so mm -hmm. it's i mean it's 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 it can be very tricky and then one more is we need to pay attention to body language pay attention to body language it's 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 very important you know you because there's a, there's a saying that people tell you who they are. You're the ones that, which was what you had mentioned something like that some moments ago. People tell you who they are, but you, we we ignore the signs. Like sometimes we would, like in relationships, we would say things like, um, you, you know, they, he did this, he did that. I mean, he had always done it. So why is it now a problem? So because I think because sometimes when we're in love, we let uh, the love blind the fact that you know our partners are doing certain things that we might not like but then it's not important then because we're just in love we don't make it an issue then you know so i mean uh avoid people who show no consideration for for others for other people's feelings you know avoid yeah. people yeah avoid people who are harsh harsh in criticizing others um, I, I think one of the other things that we just mentioned, stay clear of attention seekers. At the attention seekers will throw anybody under the bus. I just told, I just gave you an example of how this person didn't mind using a member of their family, you know, and of course that caused a lot of, you know, trauma for that person. But the person didn't, didn't care as long as they, you know, get whatever it is that they want or they they're they're able to um to hurt the person that they want to help they didn't yeah. care whoever they threw under the bus and then another thing is uh um keep gossipers at a distance you know anybody yeah, that goes kind of gossiping is never good people at home oh is, is never good and actually i can see a lot of parallel between you know like what could happen in a personal life in the personal uh, life and what could happen in a professional setup and as you said when you are for example you are new uh, to a, a, a company you're getting started on your job so you try to be friends you know your co-workers which is normal because you want to fit in right you want to be part of the team exactly. and um, it's it's easy especially when you are new to get to get trapped you know in a, in a situation that can be or can become toxic so like or even if you are passionate about the work and i had a, a previous client she was working for this big international organization and that's the organization she always wanted to work for so she loved she was passionate about her work 
but her direct manager was a toxic person and he was creating a toxic environment that wouldn't make her sick but because she loved the company so much she she stayed in this environment to the point that she couldn't take it anymore and she had to change department right so those things are real either it happens in a personal setup or in a professional setup and we have a couple of comments here uh, from uh, Rehab Ahmed, who says a great topic and so common in work, unfortunately. Yes, we know like a lot of people suffer from it. And uh, Fambi Afolabi, who says uh, very insightful. So if you like what you are watching, what you have learned and you know the tips that um, uh, Marianne shared in this live conversation, share it share it, share it with your network, send it via DM to someone that you think may be suffering, right? Let them know that they are not alone and that they are like informations available for them to get out of such situation because you don't have to suffer it, to suffer in silence and you have, don't have to go through such experience, right? It's, it's a matter of choice. And Monica says, yes, staying in a job because we love it, even to its life, even though even though it's life threatening. Okay, so staying in the job because we love it, even though it's life threatening, this is so suffering. It is. And unfortunately, too many people, too many people are experiencing it. That's why I, I, I wanted to bring you this topic today on the stand up from the crowd. Uh, uh podcast because this is a topic that you know can touch everyone and none of us actually none of us you know is fully protected from you know like experiencing like a toxic environment but where it's important is to get the knowledge the tools you know to help you recognize the red flags you know yeah, protect and yourself exactly so you can take yourself out you can pull yourself out of such situation you can set up boundaries with some people in your family in your friendship or you know in your work environment so you protect your well-being because at the end of the day that's what matters protecting yeah. your well-being so once again uh, marianne before we uh, wrap up tell us show us your book and tell us where we can find it okay so um my book can be found on Amazon. Um, if you're ordering from the UK, it's amazon.co.uk. If you're ordering from generally, it's amazon.com. If you're ordering from Canada, it's amazon.ca. Um, we also had a launch. Uh, I, have, I also have some copies with me. So if by any chance you have my phone number or you can hit me up on LinkedIn and I can send a copy to you by post. Um, yeah, so like you said, definitely, um, it's it's very important that you remove yourself from um, from a harmful relationship, because if there's anything that COVID taught us, is that our mental health is very important. The example in the workplace that you just gave uh, example of, I also experienced it, you know, but of course I didn't include that in the book or anything because it was a workplace. So it, you know, even though it did happen. Uh, I could remove myself from that situation, you know, and move on. 
but this one was more of you know this one was happening on the ground a lot of things were happening a lot of gossiping you know and then the other thing is when you're in a situation where you see that someone keeps gossiping about the other person you need to start distancing yourself from the person and like you said you know setting boundaries let people know you by your boundaries let people know oh Darren doesn't like you gossiping about somebody else in front of her. Um, mm -hmm. I remember growing up, people would say, um, sometimes people would say that maybe I, I was, uh, 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 um, you know, just because I'm this kind of person that I would rather not gossip about you. I, I would say whatever I needed to say in front of you that I could also say behind you. So some people took that as being rude. I'm from an African, you know, country where respect is very high you know but i mean your mental health is more important you know yeah. your mental health is important for you better for your family and then the, the other the other thing is it, it, whatever happens to you has a ripple effect that's what people don't really understand it has a ripple effect on you has a ripple effect on people around you it can go down to your generation you know you might have experienced a narcissistic abuse and then the person with you you take out aggression on that person it becomes so commonplace. That person grows up with that same um, kind of environment, toxic environment. Person moves it on to the generation after them, yeah. and it's going at They repeat. Way. They repeat the pattern because it's exactly so deep. The, the it's so deep. Yeah. So you know that's not what we want. We don't want. Exactly. We don't want generational, you know, trauma. We want to heal from generational trauma. So it is so, 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 so important to, you yeah. know, you know, keep and, yourself, you and, know, and it's so, so important about, to protect yourself from toxic people. Yes. And talking about trauma, uh, we have a comment from Esther who says, some people experience trauma from such a relationship in your opinion. What does one need to do to come over such trauma and how should this relationship be handled if it's necessary to be in touch with this person? Ooh. Those are good questions. Yeah. So in my opinion, I would say that with something like this, um, I'm guessing that this is in a relationship or a marriage setting. You should see a professional. You need, you need, you, you need to take the situation to a professional. A professional is more trained to handle such situations. And then uh, by law, the, of course, the professional cannot go about saying what you've told them, you know, to anybody, whatever situation it is that you took to it, a registered therapist is, you know, is kept there. If you're talking to other people about it, which is what we tend to do, I'm from an African background, and what happens is that uh, we tend to uh, take situations to people older than us or to our religious leaders and but the thing is those situations can be talked about you know so take it's you need to get professional help you need to yeah. go to a registered therapist then the other part that says um if the person like so for instance if um you had a child with the person how do you handle the situation um there's a portion of my book that talks about um there's a part of my book that talks about it that talks about how you can handle this situation. It's um, it's a method called gray, gray Rock, you know. So I'll just refer you back to my book. And um, it's just a two hour read, but it's packed filled with um, 
with um, with steps and uh, and and you know uh, ways that one can protect oneself from toxic people. Thank you, thank you so much for your time, Marianne, for uh, sharing your experience with us, and you know for sharing some of the tips available in your book. Uh, I'm sure it will help uh, a, a lot of people. And again, you don't have to uh, suffer, and you don't have to stay. Uh, in a workplace or in a relationship where you yeah like you don't feel fulfilled or you know that is impacting ne negatively your well-being yeah you know you have the choice right so don't stay alone reach out to people reach out to a professional you know get out of this toxic environment so you can do you you can be you and you can enjoy life marianne thank you very much for your time thank you and for having me Darren. And for those of you watching and listening, uh, the podcast is available on all uh, podcast platforms. And I will see you next week for another live episode of Stand Up From The Cloud. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.